myhappydesires.com. Visit us at myhappydesires.com and add some toys to your toy box. Let your imagination be the guide to your stress relief. Myhappydesires.com has everything for the perfect play night. Alone or not, you choose. Fuel your desires without breaking the bank. MyHappyDesires.com. I mean, to me, it's it's bizarre that uh, bands from that were around before I was born, um, you know, the Who or or uh, Rolling Eagles, Eagles. Well, the Eagles were the seventies, but uh, be it um, Rolling Stones or the Who are still able to sell arena size. Yeah. throw. you know, to think about that. And it was like, holy fuck, these guys are still touring. I know. And these guys are pushing 80 years old and people are still buying tickets. Mm-hmm. That that is just weird. Yeah. I was talking to look at me. I'm gonna I'm gonna Eddie Trunk here. Yeah. I was talking to Brian Tatler of Diamond Head the other day. Well, is he a and, personal friend of yours? Were yeah, you, you know, we just keep it we're just keeping up with each other, seeing what's yeah. happening. You know, did you did you suggest that uh, you know that that uh, Metallica cover you know one of their songs? I made that, that phone call. I don't think you knew that, but I just I just reached out to Lars and I said, "Hey, hey, L, it's like this, bro. <laughs> you know, why don't you why don't you cover it's electric here? It'd be good for Diamond Head. <laughs> Fucking drunk." <laughs> but no, I, I was talking to Brian Tatler the other day, and we were talking about old bands. He was just we and I, we were just having this casual conversation. Yeah. You know, he called me up the other day, and he's like, "Chris, what, you know, we're we're in the twilight of our career. What are yeah. you thinking now? Because you know, you turned us mm-hmm. on Metallica, who right. you know reinvigorated our career. Obviously, it launched Metallica into." massive stardom so what is your next move chris that's what it, that's what it was i was advising him on what to do <laughs> right <laughs> but we were talking about old bands yes and, and about 70s versus 80s and and i i said to him and he agreed with me i was like the difference was in the 70s a great band in the 70s was an iconic band of all time a great band in the eighties, not necessarily the case, you know, because they didn't concentrate as much on their music as they did their image image. Yeah, of course. So, so so the great bands of the eighties, not as good as the seventies because the seventies bands, they had to be music first. Well, and the thing is, is that, you know, we we've talked about this a bunch of times on the show, but you know, the, the iconic, bands of the 70s be it a deep purple or a led zeppelin or mm-hmm. you know those type of bands even even one of my favorites chicago who started in the 60s yeah you know, they're still out there touring today even though it it pains me to see that their current tour and i haven't seen them in years because i just refuse to see them can't do it anymore but 
but but their their current lineup only has two of the original seven members. Oh, that's not that's you not know, true. and it's just like oh boy, you got that's Robert locked in. I mean, yeah, seriously, like, come on, and you're touring around as Chicago with two guys. Seriously, yeah, not Chicago. Stop it. So that, yeah. that's why I haven't seen them in years. But regardless of that, I I agree with uh you know your friend's assessment there that uh you know the the music of the 70s had the integrity and the music of the 80s yeah. had the imagery and and when you look at it i mean look at the, look at even the side projects deep purple hold your dick jackal time for you to start pounding because i'm going to say something nice about deep purple are you going to mention rainbow man well i'm going to mention deep purple i'm deep purple they had all these mocks, Mach 2, Mach 3, Mach 4 of Deep Purple. But all these guys that left the goddamn band are still considered icons. You know, everybody that left Deep Purple, Richie Blackmore, David Glenn Coverdale, Hughes. Glenn Hughes, all these guys, Tommy Aldridge, not Tommy Aldridge, um, what's his name? Uh, before Ian Pace. The other, anyway. <laughs> I'm not the other, I'm not, guy. The the other guy. guy. They're all considered iconic, you know, because they started in the 70s when they had to be better than than great. You had to be better than great in order to, to survive that era because there was no image was such a secondary thing. The only ones that ever got seen were, you know, the Beatles or, you know, the ones that ended up on Ed Sullivan for three minutes or American Bandstand. You know, you just didn't see bands in the eighties. Fuck, you see faster fucking pussycat. That didn't well, mean they yeah, were great. And it goes back to what we were talking about—the whole MTV era. Oh yeah, MTV dumbed it down. It dumbed it down to where you didn't have to be great anymore to get fucking massive exposure. Yeah, and I'm not shitting on MTV. Had, well, you just had to have the look. Yeah, and and I mean, I'm not shitting on MTV at all because I, you know, I. I grew up in that era and I love that era, but I do think that the bands of the seventies way, 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 way better musically and integrity wise better. I mean, dude, even if you take the bands of, of the eighties that are still putting out music today, and I don't care which band you pick and you take the who the rolling stones that are still putting out music on occasion those who records are especially the stones. I'm not a stones fan, but the stones, I would say the stones expiration date was the eighties. Wouldn't would, does that sound right? Yeah, I would say, but those albums after still weren't bad. No, you know, steel wheels or Harlem shuffle or, um, you know, what, whatever that blue, the one that they just put out not too long ago, the blues record or whatever. That wasn't that bad either. And, decent you know, and again, another another seventies band that transformed into the eighties through the nineties, even till today, is Aerosmith. Aerosmith, yeah. Now, admittedly, they fucking just they might as well have given themselves a different name because that nineties on is a different band than it is. I agree, but they they somehow transitioned and were able to survive that, yeah. that music. Um, uh, what do you want to call environment? They, mm -hmm. they were able to, you know, uh, change their sound in order to stay, I guess, relevant in some regard yeah. to where people stayed interested. Mm -hmm. 
Well, they they started playing to a different de- generation. They were smart enough to transition to the crowd. Yeah. You know, they 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 definitely didn't try to they always say they're going to throw it back to the old school, but they never do. I don't think they can. Do you? I just don't uh, think they can they can I, I do that they, anymore. I think they attempted it with honking on Bobo. Yeah, they tried, but that that and and they said that that whatever that album after the Dimension record, whatever that was, Life in the New Dimension or whatever, right? I think in their mind that was throwing it back, but it really wasn't. That was like throwing it back to get a grip. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't throwing it back to the fucking you know seventies, right? It wasn't Night in the Ruts. Yeah, it was late eighties. Yeah, it was late eighties, early nineties era. It was not all the way back it was it was loving an elevator era pump era yeah 87 89 yeah which i don't hate those but i just don't i mean it's definitely not it's definitely not the raucous of the self-titled or any of those first what five records that they did get your wings bad yeah dude those records are great i'm not the biggest aerosmith fan in the world but do you think you'd be a? I don't know we're all over the map, but whatever. Do you think that you would be a bigger Aerosmith fan now if they hadn't sold it out? Because they've had well, tremendous success with the sellout music, and you know, to me, the sellout music starts with Permanent Vacation. Well, with Angel but, and Love and again, this, this goes back to the whole MTV thing. They they mm-hmm. gear they geared their sound and their music and their image to fulfill the MTV requirement. Sure. No, I get it. I mean, I mean, literally when, when, um, permanent vacation came out and pump and get a grip and all that came out, they Mm -hmm. were catering to being a visual MTV band. Sure. You know, in the seventies, obviously there was no MTV, so they had to cater to radio play, mm-hmm. which they, they were a faceless band at that point. Right. So, so it was about the musicianship. It was about the music, blah, blah, blah. But you know, when it became the visual thing, then they had to, you know, their producers or whoever was directing their, um, music direction, they mm-hmm. had to figure out how to make it uh palatable for visual. Yeah. Well, and they did, and they did it by softening. That's what they and did. They, and they did, but they made it mass appeal stuff. It wasn't mm-hmm. about just the dirty rock that they used to do in the seventies. It became mass appeal. It became about being accepted by the minivan moms. And, you know, it's like, Oh, did you hear the latest Aerosmith? You know, it, it was it was for mass consumption. Yeah, and and, and I, I don't know where you stand on this. Eh, we'll just fucking talk about Aerosmith to wrap the show up. Why the fuck not? But sure. <laughs> but uh, I don't hate the middle ones, the 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 transition records at all. Permanent Vacation, Pump, and Get a Grip. I kind of like those records, and I especially like Get a Grip. I thought Get a Grip, even though it had way too many ballads on it, I thought that it also was, it was like the last one that where they tried to reach back to the old stuff with stuff like Walk On Down and Shut Up and Dance and 
you know, and Fever. Yeah. I, I thought that album was like the last attempt to, to, uh, to, 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 to rock. Retain, to, to retain the remnants of the original Aerosmith. Yeah. Yeah. Pull, pull. Could you pull up, um, um, either fever or, um, shut up and dance or walk on down any one of those songs. All right. All right. Let's pull some of this up here. Um, see, here we go. Here's some shut up and dance. All right. See, I think that sounds older. Yeah, because because it's not hit material. Yeah, it's it's not it's not like driven to be a hit. Mm-hmm. And and that's and that's the difference right there because it's just like a balls out just rocker. Right, and then the other two like Walk On Down or Fever. Correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think that both of those are like the only two songs that didn't have people that came in and wrote it. Like yeah. even shut up and dance. I know was, um, uh, damn Yankees guys, um, Jack blades and Tommy Shaw. Yeah. And so, so not everybody was, uh, relying on, uh, Desmond child or Diane Warren. Right. Or because what's his name? Were, Jimmy Valance. Yeah. They, they were the, uh, hit makers of that time. Right. Right, but then when you play either Fever or Walk On Down, those both sound old school because it's just the old guys. Like what they used to do. It's like the last, the last, cause after this came nine lives and that was just garbage. <laughs> you know, that's just really not good. But, but this, this has those like 
for me, I like the three that I named. I actually like living on the edge personally. I, I thought that was a cool song and very beatly, you know, which I, I mean, it's different for Aerosmith, but I like that song. It's just the ballads. I, I think the ballads made everybody hate a lot of this right? because it, they all sound the same too, but uh, crazy and crying. And what was the other one uh, with his daughter in the video? It's oh. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all three of them songs sound like the same song. Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't know. After this, I have not found anything that I've liked, but I always try with Aerosmith. If Aerosmith well, put out an album today, I would try and like it. Yeah, but 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 thing is, is is it's about mass appeal and it's about engineering, you know, somebody to when was the last time you heard rolling stones with a quote-unquote a hit it's harlem been shuffle it's been decades yeah. right harlem shuffle what came out in what 87 five i think rolling stones no it had to have been it had to have been later oh, let's see like 87 88 somewhere around there hi 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 it's the harlem shuffle I thought that was when I was in high school. <laughs> it no, might have been. It might be later. No, no, I don't it was know. later because I was working in the club at the time when that came out. Uh, Steel Wheels. Where? What? What album was that? Was on Dirty Work '86. See. Yeah. Uh, trying to think if they had. Yeah, Harlem Shuffle is on that one. I'm trying to think if they. Just another night. Was that Stones or was that just Mick Solo? Give me just another night with you because I'm homesick. I'm thinking that might be Solo. I think uh, that's maybe. Solo. Yeah. Steel Wheels. Did they have any hits on that one? I know the album itself was successful, but I don't remember any of these songs being hits. Mixed Emotions. Terrifying. Rocking a Heart. Well, where's the singles? Weekly charts. Does this list any singles? Uh, yeah, Mixed Emotions, I guess, was the big single. Okay. I don't remember that, do you? No. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, 89. you know, Rolling Stones are still touring, and mm-hmm. they're still putting out, you know, material and stuff, but when was the last time that anybody has a recognizable hit? It's been, you know, yeah. 30 plus years. Yeah, that's, I'm looking through all these and, other. And, and nobody seems to care. That's the whole no, thing. Nobody cares. Voodoo Lounge. I don't know any of those singles. Uh, Bridges to Babylon. Do you know the song? Anybody seen my baby? No, I don't know that one. Uh, let's see. A Bigger Bang, 2005. Single Streets of Love, Rough Justice. Don't know that. And then last but not least, Blue and Lonesome, which is an excellent record. I will say that. Me, who doesn't like the Rolling Stones, I like that Rolling Stones record a lot. Blue and Lonesome. Okay. Big hit was Just a Fool in 2016, which it's not a hit. It's just a cover, but. It was a fun record. If anybody is a Stones fan, it's a very fun record to listen to. So, yeah, you're right, though, man. I mean, honestly, the the last 
the last Stones legit hit, I think, would be Harlem Shuffle. Probably. Because before that, the album before that had two legitimate hits, Undercover of the Night and She Was Hot. Yeah, that was 83, I think. 84. 84. No, no, you're right. You're right. 80, November of 83. Yeah. Yeah, so... But those two songs, I remember both of those because she was hot. But again, MTV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But boy, they had a they had a shit ton of hits from the sixties to the seventies, didn't they? Jesus. They had well, a lot of hits. Sure, they did. Let's see, Steel Wills. What was on that? Sad, sad, sad. Mixed emotion. Let me see. Sad, sad, sad. I sort of remember. I think this one might have been a hit. Mixed emotions. But your That came out in 89. Okay. Yeah, I remember that song. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, but nothing after that. I'm I'm thinking that might have been their last real hit. That probably is. What's that, Steel Wheels? Uh, That was, uh, yeah, Steel Wheels. Yeah, because I'm looking at Voodoo Lounge. Love is Strong? I know that I know that song. By the worst new faces. Take a listen to Love is Strong. Yeah, I remember this one too. I, I, I do remember that song. Wasn't yeah. a big hit, but uh, so that was '94. All right. So even that's 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So they haven't had a hit in 30 years, but they're still selling fucking stadiums. Yeah, <laughs> they got a strong catalog like Motley Crue. Yeah. Motley Crue. When was the last time Motley Crue had a hit? Was Primal Scream? Uh, apparently you don't remember the soundtrack to the dirt. Come on now. <laughs> I mean, seriously, from like radio hits, if you want to count that. It's just Do you like, not remember their cover of Like a Virgin? That wasn't a hit, was it? I think it was a hit. I mean, come on, think about it, though. Like a motley hit. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Saints of Los Angeles? We are. We Probably mm-hmm. Afraid. Afraid was probably the last legitimate Motley hit. Okay. Don't you think? I guess. I mean, that was that was a definite hit. I hate it. It's like one of the worst songs in their catalog. Okay. But I think that I'm pretty sure that was a legitimate radio hit. Okay. And that was, what, 97? So that was still almost 30 years ago. Yeah. At least 25. 
Motley Crew. I don't remember what that was on. That was on what Generation Swine, maybe? I think it might have been. That song stinks. Like that whole album. That whole album, that song. Brandon, I love you. You are my son. Oof. Just crap. Afraid. Yeah, it's certainly not in their top 10 for sure. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, it's, that's why I'm saying it's their last hit. Singles and EPs. Let's see what they got here. The song charted at number 10 on the mainstream rock charts. Okay. All right. Let's have a little taste of that beautiful song. Afraid? Yeah. Garbage rock. <laughs> Some generation swine. Yeah, just junk. All right. Up here, Saints of Los Angeles, Carnival of Sins, New Tattoo. Uh, here we go. Uh, afraid. All right, here we go. Nirvana crew. <laughs> She's so afraid to kiss. And so afraid to laugh. Is she running from her past? She's so afraid of love. And so afraid of hate. What's she running from now? garbage yeah. that's trash didn't they also though have a hit after that with that and i don't even remember the song it was not a big hit but remember when vince neal had all the plastic surgery and yeah. they came out and did a hit they did a song and it was a it was like a single for the plastic surgery or it, it wasn't it wasn't angela was it no what was it let's see Motley crew single Vince Neil surgery. It was something that they did. It was like an MTV thing. And I forget what it was. There, there was a single though that came with it. Like what was that? MTV Motley crew MTV Vince Neil surgery. Let's see if I can't find it. I can't remember what it was, but it, there was like a song that came with it, with the re remaking Vince Neil. Okay. I'm trying to find, see if I can find the song. I don't remember what the song was, but it was some fucking single. And I remember MTV playing the piss out of it. It wasn't very good. 
I, I can't even find it. I can't find the name of it. It, it. I'm finding everything but the name of it. It's even in the IMDb. It says Vince Neil lead singer Motley Crue gets a remake via plastic surgery and a new music producer, Desmond Child. So Desmond Child wrote the song. What's the fucking song? Yeah. They're not even telling us the name of the fucking song. You cunts. It's 2005, though. Let me look at that. Motley Crue song 2005. If I die tomorrow? No. Yeah, maybe. I thought that was part of the, the whole. It was the greatest music. hits thing. I thought that was like a music to crash your car to or some shit. It might be. I don't know. I can't remember what it was, but it, it whatever. I'm stretching for nothing. I'm reaching for something that really doesn't matter. Because I, I still think Afraid was the last the last notable hit that they had. I don't think they had anything after that. And the song Saints of Los Angeles wasn't didn't do anything for them? I don't think it was a big hit, no. Maybe um Murder on High Heels. That was that was uh tattoo, new right? Tattoo. Yeah, new yeah. tattoo. Hell on high heels. Yeah. This is actually a pretty good song, but it's I don't think it was a hit. This thing came out in 08 already. The one that called that feel good. <laughs> I mean, that's seriously what that sounds like. song but yeah dude it, believe it or not this is stunning for to me on this that song nominated for a grammy the song was that song yeah okay saints of los angeles nominated for a grammy but lost it was motley Crue's third nomination all right would you like to guess the other two songs that were nominated for grammys 90 or 2008 not on that album no, no, no. I'm thinking what was out at that same time. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, let's see. It doesn't say what they lost to, so I don't know. Okay. I'm just saying in general, would you like to guess they've been nominated three times for Grammys? Okay. Would you like to guess what the other two songs are? Home Sweet Home? Incorrect. That was okay. my first thought. 
All right. Um, shout at the devil. Nope. No. Think very poppy. <laughs> oh. Um, it's two pop- of their very most popular songs. Um, Doctor Feel Good. That would be one. Okay. And even more popular than that in the Motley catalog. Oh. It wouldn't be same old situation, would it? No, 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 no. No. Kickstart my heart. Oh, okay. Kickstart my heart and Dr. Feelgood were both nominated for Grammys, but they lost to Living Color. Wow. Okay. Cult of personality, I'm gonna guess. All right. So there you have it. All right. Fair enough. Motley crew. Well, I can't wait for the announcement for the new tour. And if it's coming to my city near me, because I, I will be going. No, you won't. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that thing could be coming to your fucking backyard and the odds are 70, 30. You wouldn't go outside to watch it. You're, you're right about that. It's like, why would I go to that? So you can see Tommy's junk. So you can pull out your dick at the show. Yeah, pull your dicks up, man. Let's piss off Neely's neighbors. Pull out your dicks. Yeah. Come on, grab your junk, man. We're going over to OnlyFans where we're allowed to show our dicks, man. (laughs) What a fucking boob. Stop it already. (laughs) Stop it. Oh, my God. All right. Well, well I, get, think that, I think that's going to do it for us. Yeah, I think we've had enough. We've yeah. been an hour and a half on this segment. That's plenty. Yeah. Yeah, pal. That's plenty. I'll chop it into two pieces and make it Thursday and Friday. There you go. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up another show. Glad to be back after a week off and glad to be doing what we do. So, uh I, I will give you the honors of closing the show out there, pal. So what should All we All right. Well, since we were playing uh, Motley Crue, since we were talking about Motley Crue, okay. I would like to go to their best album, Generation Swine. <laughs> no, come on. We're not going to go on Generation Swine, are yes, we? Yes, I most certainly am. Are we? Uh, we are. We're going to end with the most appropriate song for any kind of a Motley Crue story. Flush. No, we, I don't. That is that is the most appropriate, but I ain't going there. Let's let's uh let's end with fucking smoke the sky from um self titled from Karabi era. Well, see now that makes more sense. That's better. Yeah, much more gooder. Anything's more gooder than Generation Swine. Generation. What what is it that you always say? Generation suck, I think. That's Generation what suck. It is so bad. Yeah. All right. Let me see here. Let me pull up some the Motley. The Generation. The Motley crew. The Motley crew. Are your songs humble? I'm dead, but I still want to hum your songs. Are they still hummable? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, where, where are we at here? Motley, Motley. Oh, there we are. Motley, self-titled, just Motley Crew, And what is it? Smoke the Sky? Smoke the Sky. All right. Well, I got her queued up. So 
We're going to get out of here. We'll be back next Saturday. We'll do this thing all over again. So until next Saturday night, this is Neely along with my very good friend. Chris Egan. And we are gone. Bye-bye, kids. Thanks for checking out this episode of The Classic Metal Show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. And hand job!